Hi, everybody. You're listening to the 51st episode of Hipster Baseball Podcast, HBP. I'm DeCarlo Calloway alongside Dorian. And on today's podcast, we storm the highlands of Manhattan, catch fire with the Yasmanian devil in the south side of Chicago, ponder whether the critics have prematurely written off a team who was once thought to be out of the playoff picture, and visit our tailor in Toronto. But we want to begin this episode like we do every episode by showcasing the drinks that we are consuming while recording this episode. So I will begin. I am drinking a Corona Extra with lime. I had tacos yesterday um, and uh, I had some leftover and I figured it was fitting. I also had some tacos when I came home from earlier this, uh, this evening. So I figured it'd be a nice way to cap this one off. So uh Happy belated Taco Tuesday to you, Dorian. What are you drinking this evening? <laughs> happy happy 51st episode. Happy belated, or depending on what, when you're listening to this, happy Taco Tuesday. And salute. As they say in Mexico, where Corona is, is made. But I, my friend, I'm drinking uh, an American beer to support American USA jobs. But instead of saying salute, I'm going to ta- tell you the Gaelic way of saying happy, uh, good health. Freeze is Slanjava. Slanjava. Slanjava is Gaelic for good health. That's what they say in uh, that TV series Out- Outlander. And I'm drinking a beer called 80 forward slash dash Scottish ale from Decipher Brewing in Charlottesville, Virginia. It's very good. I first started. I've noticed that I could only find Scottish ales in like central South Virginia. Very weird. I don't know why. But anyways, did you know the reason, DiCarlo, this is called 80 forward slash dash Scottish ale is because that those are the signs of uh, shillings back in like, you know, 19th, 18th century Britain. And 80 shillings back in 19th century Britain would would be the cost of a hogshead of beer. Really? And so a bob bob and hog were also slang for the word shilling kind of like you know dollars bucks but in england it'd be a pounds it would the slang would be quid mm-hmm. and just so you know 80 shillings would get you 64 gallons of beer we would have enough beer <laughs> to last for the next three years of, the, of this podcast which i think is pretty cool or maybe not. You probably just get sick of Scottish ale. But anyways, yeah. you know this, my friend. Not we're, we're storming the the highlands of Manhattan because there was a baseball team in Manhattan called the New York Highlanders, and they were called that because because they played in the highest point in Manhattan. And what, what who are the New York Highlanders today, my friend? They are the coveted twenty seven ring owning New York Yankees. Yes, so. Slanjava to the New York Islanders and the now New York Yankees because they changed their name to the Yankees back in 1913 to be super patriotic. It was on the eve of World War One, or back then what they called it, the Great War. Well, and it, I just was, wanted, it was 1913. The U.S. didn't enter the Great War. No, I know, but but there, the winds of war were blowing across Europe. But it doesn't mean that the U.S. entered. But it's just there were winds of war, if one can say that. But My that last, didn't start until 1914. <laughs> One year, exactly. Things don't just happen out of the blue. But anyways, so the, the New York Islanders had a pitcher by the name of Bill Hogg, not H-O-G, but H-O-double-G, and he played for the Highlanders from 1905 to 1908. But at that time, the Highlanders were not very good at all. They never won the pennant. 
they were just weren't good. And talking about this Highlands, talking about Scottish Ale, talking about shillings, talking about playing the playing in the highest point of Manhattan reminds me of that TV series, which I think is still going on on the Stars Network, Outlander. Did you ever watch that, Carlo? I watched. I you know what? Honestly, I tried to watch one episode, but it was just it wasn't to say that the content was off. You just couldn't understand the Scottish. No, change. no, I was. It was just like late, and I didn't have the attention span to properly give it an opportunity so and i just never got to it yet but i it is a show i'm meaning to check out at some point i did watch the first probably the second two seat the first two seasons and then it just gets to i don't know i i don't know i just i just stopped watching it i i initially started watching it because i'm a big i love i love learning about all that jacobite revolution uh part of british history but we're not going to get into that but we are going to continue to get into these delicious Mexican and Scottish beers. I just took another swig. Ladies and gentlemen, when you're listening to the podcast or when you're not listening to the podcast, send us a picture of what you like to drink. We share what we drink on our social media accounts. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, drum roll. We have a new social media account. We have an Instagram, our Instagram handle or whatever it's called (laughs) is exactly the name of the podcast. Our Instagram is Hipster Baseball Podcast. No space, no underscore, just Hipster Baseball Podcast. Tag us. We will repost a picture that you that you send us. Use the hashtag HBP Drink. And we also still have our Twitter handle at HBP4040. And also use the hashtag HBP Drink. And going from the cold north of Scotland, my terrible accent. We're going to go to the very cold city of Chicago, Illinois, in the United States of America. And I want to talk about the Chicago White Sox catcher, Yasmani Grandal. He signed a, he signed a contract with the, the White Sox at the beginning of the season. The White Sox, you know people how much we love the White Sox. Right? And by we, I mean me, because the Carlo doesn't. They are first place in the American League Central. Well, they I are. don't think people would guess you like the White Sox. Or wait, you don't like their manager. But then at the That's same correct. time, you kind of are frenemies because it seems as though you have a certain inclination to bring him up quite often in our uh, our broadcasts. It's because he keeps doing things that that really annoy me. Like, stop doing that, man. <laughs> that's that's why I always talk about him because he just stops. He doesn't stop doing things that I don't like. Mm. And so I, maybe he's like communicating to you in a way that's uh you know personally getting at you maybe it's a subconscious community maybe it's a subconscious connection that you two share that that's leading it's, to this it's in the universe man maybe but i don't i don't even think when tony larusa the manager of the chicago white Sox, was a young man i don't even think he was a hippie back then i think he, nah, think he, he was probably one of those guys who had like a buzz cut and wore yeah. like khaki pants and a plaid shirt tucked inside like with a pack of cigarettes kind of like rolled up around his sleeve telling kids to like, you know, enlist for Vietnam or something like that when he was like 12. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> so, but I love the White Sox. I love how young they are and how talented and they are storming to the playoffs by probably in our next episode. By that time, the Chicago White Sox will probably have already clinched the playoff spot and the American League uh, Central Division title. But anyways, Grandal has transformed. It's, it's, he's one of the players that helped transform because he has a tremendous bat. Yasmani Grandal, he attended the University of Miami, 305, Mr. Worldwide. And uh, he was having a really crappy season before he got injured. 
before he got injured on the 5th of July, he was hitting 188 and he struck out more than he walked. He was not having a good season. And the reason they pay him big money is for his bat, not his glove. And he ended up tearing a tendon in his left knee. Have you ever done that, DiCarlo? No, I haven't, thankfully. Just, that just sounds painful. He, I forget, I actually watched that game and he just swung. He's a, he's a lefty. He swung and he just went down. It was like, whoa. But anyways, so he was, he was out for about uh, two months. And at that time, right around 4th of July, right around the All-Star break, the, the White Sox were having everyone going down injured. Eloy Jimenez, their left fielder, he tore a pectoral muscle. We talked about this like during the season preview. That sounds like it hurts. Yeah. Luis Robert, their stud Cuban center fielder, he tore his hip labrum. I mean, what what are these guys doing? Like this, it's the tearing means like it's coming off of the uh, coming off the bone. Yeah. Anyways, or maybe it's a tear in between it. Maybe it's just you know kind of like how almost like you tear paper in between too. So it might not be coming right off the bone. It could be just in half. This is still painful as hell. Yeah, this is true. At the same time, people. Don't take advice from me. I did my medical studies online at the University of Tijuana. So anyways, Yasmani Grandal is out. Eloy Jimenez is out. Luis Roberts out. And for almost two months, Yasmani Grandal makes his grand return on the 27th of August, just about a month ago, against the Chicago Cubs. That game on the 27th of August, he was a monster, monstruo, as they say in Miami. He tied a Cub, a White Sox record with eight RBIs. He had four hits in six at-bats. He had he hit two home runs. And since returning to, uh, what do you call it? Since returning to the, the White Sox, he has been an absolute monster. He's been hitting over 400. Actually, he's been hitting four, yeah, four, over 400. Uh, six home runs. He's got the guys. The guy's a badass. He's a complete badass. And he, he's and he's been hitting so well. And the, obviously, the media is asking him, "Is like, how are you able to come back and just immediately make an impact? Because you weren't playing that well before you got injured." And he had said something of the fact that once he got his surgery, he could still swing the bat. And so he just never, for him, I guess it was more of a mental repetition of not losing, um, that practice, not practice, but just that mental sharpness of his. So yeah, he's uh, his on-base percentage is over 500. That's my favorite. It's a very simple, but it's my favorite stat. Just get your butt on base. I love that. And he had said, quote, I didn't turn it off. As soon as I got surgery, I kept doing homework. I kept doing my reports, just like I was playing on a daily basis. You learn a lot just by watching. Sitting on the bench, just watching taught me a lot. So the fact that I'm able to do what I've been doing, it's great. We needed it. End quote. And DiCarlo, every time I see White Sox games, he, over the past month, he's clutch. He's always coming up with big hits. The last time I think I saw something like that was when uh, Big Poppy, David Ortiz, hmm. when he was the Boston Red Sox. I think it was back in like 20, I think like the year or two before he retired. It must have been back in like in 2017 or something like that. He was coming up clutch all the time. But I know DiCarlo's asking, asking himself, isn't Yasmani Grandal a jerk? I don't know about that. Those are rumors. That allegedly. Didn't he take PED? Sure he did, but he, he served his time. He no, oh, he did. No, he, he did. He, okay, okay. He didn't he this is this is people, this is let's not let's not bring up the past here. This is uh, even though we're talking about Scottish Highland stuff from 200 years ago, let's not bring up the past. 
because Monty Grandal is being a badass for the Chicago White Sox. And I can't wait to see them in the playoffs. They're probably going to play the Houston Astros. That's going to be a tremendous division. But we always get ahead of ourselves because, Carlo, you remember last episode, we were talking, we were already talking about the, the pitching matchup between the Boston Red Sox and the New York Yankees, saying that, oh, in a month, that's the pitching matchup. Yeah. Oh, have oh, how things have changed. Yes, they've changed. It's so funny how things have changed so quickly in a week when we think about how. You had uh, reporters and pundits uh, pondering the thought of the Toronto Blue Jays being the team that would be left out in the cold in terms of the playoff pitcher. But even from a week ago, you know, it was like, oh, would they be able to keep up their streak? And would the other guys start to slip up? Well, that's kind of what's happened. And it's funny how the Blue Jays is just they've been on a tear and they've been doing it. And it's it's really interesting how. If you look at it, because I was looking at an article on 538, and it was breaking down, statistically speaking, how the Blue Jays would be looking out of the picture as opposed to some of the other rivals like the Yankees and, and the Red Sox. And it's just completely flipped. The Yankees have been dropping games, uh, struggling. I mean, they had that uh, really good subway series with the Mets. But, you know, I have to say Francisco Landor, he, would, when he got those two home runs in. Uh, he uh, he put the smack down on them and then just complete. And it also kind of started out really thinking about it was against the Orioles. Remember, I think it was a series. They played the Orioles and the Orioles beat them, beat the Yankees. And since then, they've been pretty much faltering. And now the Blue Jays. Simpsons laugh. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Nelson, Nelson months. Nelson. Yeah. And so now, you know. They're, the Blue Jays are riding high in the wild card spot and could possibly take it. They currently are first place to clinch the, not to clinch, but they're first place for the American League wild card uh, spot because everyone in the American League East, the Red Sox, the Yankees, and the Blue Jays, they're all, they all have the same record. I think, I think there's like half a game between them mm-hmm. of like in a loss column or something. And they're all like nine games behind the Rays. And there's just there just really isn't enough time for any of those teams to track down the, the Tampa Bay Rays. I was going to say, like, it's funny how one of the strengths that was appeared about the Yankees was their bullpen and how they can carry the team. That's the thing that's been destroying them. It's not as though their offense hasn't been like on top. Their offense has been good. But of course, it's Aroldis Chapman and, and, and company who have been throwing away games in many of these cases with games that should be won, games that should be that should just be signed, sealed, and delivered. But unfortunately, you're seeing them giving up, and the Blue Jays have not let up. They're a young squad, but they're a hungry squad. And when you have really two teams who, you know, you, you're playing, they all were playing well after the All-Star break. And any one of them, any two of them, you know, you give up, you slip up, you know, all you need is consistency. And that's really all that matters in momentum, consistency, momentum, and luck. And it seems as though the Blue Jays are riding high with it right now. And the New York Yankees are talk, talking about how they're struggling. It's not just their performance. It's, it's injuries. Their yeah. best bullpen, and I talked about him about two episodes ago, the Nicaraguan middle, the Nicaraguan reliever for the New York Yankees. He's like the setup man now, Jonathan Loisiga. He, he's on the he's on the injured list for a he has he has a something wrong with his rotator cuff bad news and Aaron Boone the manager of the Yankees said recently he is Loisiega is not even close to even picking up a baseball so that's he Loisiega has been the best 
what do you call it, middle reliever in baseball this year. His numbers are off the chart. If you see him live, if you see him on TV, that kid is, uh, is that kid's the real deal. So the New York Yankees are faltering. The Boston Red Sox have been faltering for a while now. And then, and the Toronto Blue Jays, I mean, they are, they look scary with that offense. Ludovic Gurriel Jr., Vladimir Guerrero Jr., uh, a junior this, junior that. <laughs> we, we talked about this, that they have basically all these these sons of former baseball players there they are awesome so it's funny how things have changed just like DiCarlo said because Toronto Blue Jays were were on the outside looking in and now they've they've been on a tremendous hot hot there's been on tremendous hot streak and they they might go to the playoffs we're going to stop doing predictions because we only do predictions at Carlo when we invite Miss Cleo because if we start doing predictions like we did last week or saying that the White Sox are going to play the Astros in the playoffs, mm-hmm. all that stuff is going to blow up in our face. Yep, like it usually does. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but anyway, um, I know it won't blow up in our face, though. It won't blow up outside the other side, too. Danny's Mexican food and pizza, man. Whenever you want to get a nice slice of pizza, you want to get a good burrito, maybe uh, um, put, some, put some tacos, you know, some rice and beans. Enchilada enchiladas or some mole yes you want to hit up danny's mexican food and pizza you will find them in multiple locations throughout brooklyn queens the Bronx, staten island and westchester county they deliver through doordash and seamless so make sure you check out mac uh, danny's mexican food and pizza put it in your mouth it'll come out fast but it won't make you pass no gas Danny's. That is an awesome line that they sent over. <laughs> Anyways, you'll also be able, you'll probably be able to find Danny's Mexican food and pizza north of the border where the Toronto Blue Jays play in Mississauga, which is like a suburb of Toronto. And we're going to stay in Toronto and maybe pass by Danny's Mexican, Mexi- Mexico pizza. What is it? I should know this. They're paying us to drink beer. Mexican food and pizza. With our latest installment of Styling and Profiling with Ric Flair. Woo! That's right. And I want to talk about the Toronto Blue Jays' home run jacket. They call it El Barrio Jacket. But in English, they're calling it the Blue Jacket. But Barrio in, in, in English, in Spanish, is like the neighborhood, the hood. So it's basically the jacket of the people almost. So as Carlo had mentioned earlier, the Blue Jays are kicking butt left and right since august 28th they've won 14 of 16 games i mean they're they're almost untouchable and they swept the new york yankees last weekend uh from the 6th of, of september until the 9th of september i think that was that was a four game that was a four game series in that series the blue jays outscored the yankees 25 runs to eight that was a that's that got some serious muscle over in, over there in, in toronto so the first time I saw this blue jacket, this barrio jacket, the Carlo was on the 26th of August. The Chicago White Sox were playing in Toronto. And the, the Blue Jays second baseman, Marcus Simeon, he hit a home run in the bottom of the first inning. He goes around and then he, you know, he goes into the dugout. You know, everyone's giving him high fives and high fives. And someone comes and puts this blue jacket on him. And I'm like, what? And then someone put it on him and then he immediately took it off. <laughs> And I was like, I got to look into this. What in the world am I seeing here? 
And it's basically, this is all the rage now, DiCarlo, this year. Home run celebrate. Not, not a home run celebration is a rage. It's like the something to wear, something to use as you hit a home run. We talked about this back in episode 36, that the San Diego Padres started this in baseball with their swag chain. That Manny Machado, he, he worked with his jewelry guy in Miami to put this beautiful gold diamond thingamajig over. It was like run DMC style, right? Or uh, who was the guy? Uh, Flavor, like Flavor Flav chain. Yeah, it was like a, it was like a mix of Flavor Flav or even like with T-Pain's big ass chain. Like he has his chain. It's so like big ass chain is just huge. It kind of reminded me of that too. I like the San Diego Padres swag. They call it the swag chain. But this, this jacket, it's literally people, it's a suit. It's a dark blue suit. You can look, look it up online. It's just put up the Toronto Blue Jays home run jacket. Just put that in your internet machine. And the, apparently it started back on the 29th of July. So about two weeks. And I, I can't believe I didn't know about two weeks. About two months ago, I didn't even know about this. When the Blue Jays went down to play Boston at, at Fenway Park. And so the jacket on the left sleeve says the blue jacket. And on the right sleeve, it says it's a Tito thing, which uh, is uh, the the nickname of the guy that came up with this, who is actually the interpreter for the Toronto Blue Jays, you know, the the translator from Spanish, English, English to Spanish. His name is Hector Lebron. He does not relate to Lebron James, obviously. So he came up with this. And at the bottom of the jacket on the back, it says la gente del barrio. It means uh, the people of the hood, the people of the neighborhood. So... You know what makes me laugh about this, Carlo? Not only does it not look good because it's like oversized, some guys are bigger than others. <laughs> you could imagine how crazy it looks on someone. They bought this like off the rack. This, 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 this jacket is a JCPenney Stafford brand jacket, my friend. That's how you're supposed to do it, though. That's good. Come on, these guys are gazillionaires. You doesn't can't. matter. That's funny though. Like that, that makes it more like authentic. I I, I don't know. It's like I, when I asked my, when I thought it was like, is this really Stafford brand? Because some poor Chinese kids were doing some poor five year old Chinese kids were were making this at three a.m. Like, come on, guys, Toronto, can Canada? They're they're the they're the nicer, friendlier North Americans. <laughs> but anyways, so they got this off the racket jacket from J.C. Penny. The Stafford brand brought to you by the little fingers of five-year-old Chinese labor, labor kids. And they've got all this stuff on it. And on the back, they also have the flags of all the, the countries from the players that come from, from like Colombia, Canada, the U.S., Dominican Republic, Nicaragua, Venezuela, like all, all, the, all, all the flags back there. And so Hector LeBron, the interpreter, he said that he wanted to pay homage to the, all the different nationalities, all the barrios that these that these players come from that 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 compose the the blue jays roster so um yeah i don't i, I and secondly to Carlo, another reason i don't like this ugly jacket brought to you by jc penny stafford brand is baseball is played in the summer i know toronto is the farthest north city where major league baseball has a franchise it's hot my friend it gets so hot why in the world would you want to sit in the dugout with a jacket on it? <laughs> no, maybe, maybe if they make the playoffs, like it's October, it gets cold. Okay. But not, not like this. So my last point about the surging blue Jays, 
Ludus Gurriel Jr., who I brought up all the way back in episode two. He's their left fielder, who's junior, obviously. He's the son of a famous, another famous uh, Cuban baseball player. Back on the 12th of September, he, when the Blue Jays beat the, the, the Baltimore Orioles, I think it was like 22 to four. It was insane. Ludus Gurriel Jr. drove in seven runs, and he leads Major League Baseball in RBIs. And he hit his he hit his fourth grand slam of the season, which ties the Blue Jays record. And the record, my friend, is seven grand slams by one player, which your boy, Don Mattingly, has part of that record back in 1987. He hit seven grand slams in one season. Yeah. That's disgusting. Yeah, it's crazy. So yeah, the, again, the surging Blue Jays. We said this like five million times. Their run difference is their run difference is off the charts. It, all it is is basically you add up how many runs they've they've scored and you subtract how many runs they've given up. And this is a yardstick that's used across all professional sports: football, basketball, baseball. And that is is the is almost like a, 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 a it's it's a measurement of how good a team is that run difference, that point difference, or whatever they call it. So hats off to the. Toronto Blue Jays and coats off just like Marcus Simeon said yeah put it on me but I'm taking this hot stuff right back off I'm giving two thumbs down <laughs> two thumbs down me and Ric Flair two thumbs down to the Blue Jacket we need something better crazier funner but I get your point about the JC <laughs> about the JC Penny angle yeah I think it I, I think that because I, that seems like something teammates would do like you would send like a rookie or something to go to like the mall to pick up a jacket that's like big forever. You know what I mean? Like that's something that you like, I, I can imagine like that, that's like teamwork type stuff. You're not going to send them to, um, you know, I don't you know, go like, boss. You know, or, or Bergdorf Goodman I'm, and you like, you know, like, like, Oh, go get, you know, a Valentino suit jacket that we're going to wear and then tag up like, nah, so good for them. Good for that. Yes. And good for us, I would have to say, is, is this is going out for us getting some new listeners. So shout out to the listeners in Midlothian, Texas, Brooklyn, New York, Manhattan, New York, Bethany Beach, Delaware, and Romania. Wait, so what is Mid- Mid- Midlothian? I was having trouble pronouncing that mm. that town in Texas. Uh, it's, just, it's just south of Dallas. Midlo- what does that mean, Midlothian? I don't know what it means, but I know it's an Irish, uh, not Irish, Scottish. So this kind of goes in line with Gaelic. our, yeah. So it goes in line with our, uh, our whole, uh, you know, Scottish. Uh, Islands episode. Yeah. So let me just, uh, what does it mean? Uh, Derut, no, because there's a city in Texas. What the fuck? Where in Scotland is McGlough? It's a council area, historic county in southeastern Scotland. South of Firth of Forth, the historic county Goodness. and council area covers somewhat different territories. The council area encompasses a suburb and rural area south and southeast of Edinburgh. Edinburgh is a beautiful, Edinburgh is more oh, than more beautiful. beautiful one of, it's, it's one of the most beautiful cities I've ever been to. Edinburgh, Scotland, the capital of Scotland. People, I don't care if you think that Mexico City is beautiful. It is. Paris is beautiful. It is. Uh, Granada, Nicaragua is, it is. Edinburgh is an absolutely drop-dead stunning city. It is. It is. It's 
one of my favorite cities. I was fortunate enough to travel there. And oh my God, even, even the rain, like the rainy gray aspect of it just still makes it feel very, I don't know, it feels warm. It just has like this warmth to it that I just, I, that's what I associate with it for some reason. I'm not sure why, but I do. So thank you to all our all of our new listeners as well as our loyal listeners who listen in every single week. Yes, and that's a wrap for this episode. So of course, we want to thank you for listening to our podcast. We talk about baseball drinks, the Gaelic language, and everything else under the sun. If you haven't done so already, please subscribe to the podcast and give us a review and rate us. It helps with the analytics. You can find us on Spotify, SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, and Google Podcasts. Follow us on Instagram. Our tag is Hipster Baseball Podcast and on Twitter at HPP4040. We'd always love to sit back, drop us some comments, give us some feedback, get into a conversation with us about baseball, business, the Gaelic language, whatever you want. Hit that like button. Yes, hit the like button, do everything. Um, our, Our drinks will be in the show notes like always. And we also want to make sure that and hope that you join us next time for a brand new episode of HBP Hipster Baseball Podcast. Peace.